yak babies, sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Armando's Sweat Palace. Get hip to the drip. My name is Aaron Hiller, personal pals Dave. Good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon, almost. We have Brick. You know, Nico can say good morning. That is true. And of course, we have new Colorado Nico. Good, good, uh, good morning. Sure. I'll give yes. it to you. Good morning. Top of the morning, even. Good morrow. <laughs> yeah, we want to be really fancy about it. This week, we're talking about a topic that Nico brought to us from the hinterlands of Reddit about ethics in literary criticism. Nico, tell us what's going on here. <laughs> Uh, so this was a <laughs> this was I think an am I the asshole post. It's since been deleted, but I'll try and recreate it for you. So it was this guy who who said that <laughs> he said that he has a, a substantial Goodreads following. So he is not a in any way a professional critic. He's just a dude with a bunch of friends on Goodreads, and right. he and his friend wrote a book. And he, for one thing, I think there's two kind of segments of this. So for one thing, he gave it four stars (laughs) instead of five. And uh, his friend freaked out because, like, presumably, you know, it's his first book. He doesn't have many reviews yet. And he gets a four-star review right off the bat from his friend of 30 years. And, And then two, he, like, the reviewer wrote a long review that was all positive. He had nothing negative to say. And so then in the comments, people say like, why, why do you, why did you give it four stars? It sounds like you like, you like the whole thing. And he said, well, he saves five star reviews for books that are really exceptional that he's going to want to like read again down the line and all this stuff. So yeah. So the, the question is how much, uh, I don't know, uh, integrity, how much, how much ethics goes into being a civilian on Goodreads? And number two, do you reserve five-star reviews for books that are like, I don't know, Hall of Fame worthy? Or do you just give them to really good books? Yeah, this is a weird one. I mean, my initial response to the idea of like, what's the ethics of being a amateur critic on Goodreads is like, there is no ethics, right? Because <laughs> you're not a yeah. professional. So like, it doesn't matter what yeah. it says. No. If this were a professional critic, you would recuse yourself from the assignment. Like you would not take it because it would be too. We we talked about this before. You know, when critics get too chummy with writers and mm-hmm. it sort of fucks up their reviews, it's like an ethical problem. But on like Goodreads, like if I if like, you know, if Dave wrote a book, I would give it five stars, and that would be it. Like I right. it doesn't matter what I actually thought of it because I would understand the currency that that five star review might have for my friend's success right you know whether i like the book or not i'd want him to have a five-star review to, to add to the list so that you know maybe it's more attention maybe someone picks it up and reads it and likes it or whatever and it it would we would have a private conversation about you know my thoughts on the book or probably even not you know i probably would say that i just loved it and wouldn't <laughs> right. want, if i didn't like it i would only be like no hey, Dave, your book sucked uh, <laughs> but yeah like on a public forum like that you just give the five stars and you and you don't even think about it yeah right that's kind of what happens in well i mean aaron you're right that uh that's how it should be in professional book reviewing but it's not so like why should Mm -hmm. it be that way in amateur book reviewing like all all it takes to find out the connection between a reviewer and a writer is just usually just a little bit of research i mean not that a hundred percent of reviews are favors but 
it's, I mean, it's so much of it is log rolling and like right. mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, okay, the reviewer has a book coming out soon from the same publisher. So even if there's not a connection mm-hmm. between the writer, <laughs> the reviewer is going to obviously not shit on a book coming out from the publisher that his or her book is coming out from. Right. And then right. a lot of times it yeah. turns out that they just actually know each other. Mm-hmm. So like on Goodreads, what, what, right. who gives a fuck then? Like if you can't find it at the, you know, newspaper level, then why right. worry right. about like, it I mean, the, the Goodreads star is just an algorithm thing. And if the guy actually has a following, you know, his star number matters. The There was a little more to that, which was, I don't know if it was in the comments or what, where the, the dude who was the reviewer was autistic and then like kind of had a hard time understanding and then everyone kind of jumped down his throat and mm. it should be a known thing that if you're either going to give your friend five stars, you're not going to do it at all. Right. Right. But also I kind of got this, I don't know how friendly these people are. It kind of feels like this guy's friend was just sending him a thing with an assumption. And like, if you know your autistic friend writes long ass reviews on the internet, maybe take three seconds and explain to him, Right. What's going on? And don't just assume, you know, it, it kind of felt like this guy just blasted out his book to everyone and just assumed five stars, but didn't take the time to. Yeah. Um, but so, but then the thing, the, 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 the thing that came up afterwards, like I can understand, you know, saying that, you you know, giving your friend this review and then, and then he writes, you know, gives you a four star review and you're like, what, why, why would you do that? And then he like talked to him the writer like talked to the reviewer and the reviewer refused to change the star score because he thought mm-hmm. that people would would like laugh at him or something because he had gone back mm-hmm. on his word as a reviewer which is like so that that part yeah, it's but like he's an autistic dude on goodreads that that tracks totally to be worried about people's social impressions of you i don't know i i guess yeah but mm. When a bunch of people then tell like you that, that nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the part he has a hard time understanding. Right. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing, it feels like it's kind of slimy all around, I, I guess. You know, I mean, my personal thing is I, I don't care. Like, a difference between a four and a five star book is completely arbitrary. Yeah. You know, and my my definition of that is different than yours. And all those things go into the churn uh for an algorithm on the number so that guy not understanding the number matters more than the seven thousand words he wrote you know is a thing but also the other guy just kind of assuming the whole thing just felt i don't know it's like this churn this like does any of it matter i i I don't know it like well the question is like would you would would you rate a friend's book for four stars no, but I also wouldn't jump down someone's throat and start a campaign of my friends to hate them if they did it. Right. Especially if he was autistic. We're like, well, there goes Jimmy being being Jimmy again, right? I wouldn't get on the internet and 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 start a start a whole thing. Which you know, in that post, it made it sound like the guy then rallied everyone in the dude's life to like text him and talk mm-hmm. to him about why he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you send know, Jimmy your like book. Not. Then. Right. <laughs> you know, like talk to Jimmy first. And say, hey, like, hey, you know, I'm sending this out. Anyone that's going to take the time to read it, I really appreciate it. Five-star views. Like, it's a bare minimum of asking a favor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that both people involved in this need to be more realistic about Goodreads and about, like, social yeah. media sharing and criticism of any kind, right? Because it is, you're right, Brick, it's like an aggregator. Essentially, there's, like, you're looking at, maybe you read individual reviews, but you're mostly looking at sort of summaries or kind of, like, you know, lists and, and patterns and trends. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... 
how serious like even someone who has a large goodreads following and putting all that in quotes yeah you know what is the power of that following right a little bit of skepticism on both ends i think would be healthy here yeah yeah you said what i was trying to say much better (laughs) yeah so the way i read it was was that the guy the the author said after he rated it four stars you know came to him and said uh actually you know uh, you know my book is brand new we only have a couple of reviews it would really help me if you if you made it five stars especially since your review was all positive and then the reviewer was like no that would dis- destroy my integrity as a good reviewer so i still think he's an mm-hmm. asshole even if you know even if he's autistic like sorry if somebody comes to you and explains like Hey, uh, this is really important to me. You know, all you have to do is change this star. That seems like it's it doesn't matter. I mean, he did end up he did end up changing it in the comments. They eventually the when the entire when the Reddit post went against him, I feel like, but he wasn't going to change. He came in he like changed it to five stars. Yeah, I mean that's the point of "Am I the asshole?" Though, right? Right. Yeah. It's more like, am I one of the assholes? And the answer is <laughs> yeah. yes. You're yeah. Like one yeah. Of, I mean, there's like, a number maybe of that guy's book sucked story. and he was being real yeah. nice too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting too, because uh, just a, a kind of related or like a off ramp of this conversation in my first year writing classes, we're starting to do criticism as one of our units. Uh, it's one of my favorite assignments to teach. And you know, I start the unit by talking about or asking my students, you know, when do you read criticism and, and you know, what's your relationship to it? Just to see kind of what their history is and, and where they're coming from. And for years now, this has been the case and it just gets worse and worse every year where they they don't read criticism really professionally at all. When they do read it, they read amateur criticism on either like social media sites or in the use, you know, user review sections of Amazon or whatever. And we talk about like, okay, so why do you trust a, an amateur critic versus a professional critic? And they're always like, well, the professional critics are getting paid to review. So like, you can't trust their perspective because it's biased. The company is paying them to write the review. But the amateur critics are the ones who like are doing it of their own volition. And like having to then like try and fight that narrative and be like, well, it's actually the total opposite. <laughs> like most of the people, most of the user reviews are fake and are paid, are like astroturfed uh, from the companies. And the professional ones are the ones who are getting paid by the publisher to write the review, but not to review the product is really hard and so I'm, I'm this is like i don't know an example of like ethics as in reviewing or criticism that gets this like muddles the whole waters right because then you know you're looking at you're trying to trust someone's perspective that's always coming from some sort of bias but that's the beauty of criticism is the inherent bias in it yeah these like they don't they don't have a <laughs> they don't something has happened where they just like they think that if you're getting paid to do it if you're one of the like five people left to get paid to review books for a living uh, that yeah. you are employed by Random House. But you're right. It doesn't help when those when those five reviewers are like going to Twitter and saying, hey, I reviewed, you know, right. Bobby's book right. and like tagging Tag. Bobby and like, yeah. you know, right. at this gorgeous, heartfelt, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so fucking chummy with everyone. It's like it's professional reviewing is basically the same as social media. People right. who know each other doing each other favors. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole influencer thing. It just kind of took over as the as the modality. And yeah. even just giving somebody somebody's book a review is itself like an endorsement of it to some extent. And in like it's going to have a positive effect. Like just right. if you if you get a review in the New York Times, that's going to have a positive effect on your sales. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. 
Yeah, just having it publicized. And how often is it negative anyway? Almost never these days. No. Yeah. Kakatani two-step. There's always that. (laughs) Yeah. There's a critic I like, Gary Giddens, one of my favorite writers, and he has this, uh, it's not quite a TED Talk, it's like a proto-TED Talk thing. I think it's called The Big Ask. And I use it in my classes sometimes to talk about criticism because he basically does like a interview about his approach to reviews, whatever. And he says that as he aged as a critic, he started to lose interest in negative reviews and wanted to spend, because he was like, you know, uh, he mostly writes about jazz or wrote about jazz. And he would say, you know, why should I spend 2000 words writing a negative review of an album that you're probably never going to listen to ever anyway, uh, when I could tell you about an album that I love that you might want to go check out. Which is something that I you know, understand, uh, yeah. but I do kind of. I sometimes miss the the negative reviews too. Like I want, yeah. I guess I want those as well. Negative reviews from are a shot and Freudian perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like from wow, when they're well written, right? Yeah, yeah. like a, a really good, well written pan. pan can be really fun. Yeah, it's great. If it's a one star, well, yeah, he's right though. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be digging up like a, a small press book that is never going to get any attention anyway. And they're just taking a big shit on it. Right. But the big name books from the big name publishers, I think that if those are shitty, they should be reviewed as shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what almost never happens. Yeah, no, totally. So like in Giddens case, like, you know, big bands or big, you know, solo artists putting out albums that like millions of people are likely to buy, you know, if the reviewer thinks it's terrible, then yeah, do it, go for it. What is he saying that he would just rather not, he would just like, if he listened to something and thought it was terrible, he'd just not review it at all? Yeah. Moves on. As, as he sort of got older, he realized that he would rather spend that calm space talking about something that was worth listening to as opposed to something that's not. But I think you're right, Dave. It's a, it's the punching up question, right? If, I mean, he's dead now and has been for 30 years, but like if Miles Davis put out an album that was bad, you should review it because Miles Davis was the biggest jazz name and you should yeah. you know, be worth taking down. But yeah, you don't want to go to like find some young college jazz ensemble's first album be like this piece of shit. <laughs> like what's the point of that? You're just right, like right, yeah. hurting someone who doesn't have any power to begin with. And there's no point in, in denigrating that. Like, yeah, we wouldn't go to some zine fest and buy a bunch of, you know, local zines of poetry and be like, oh, these poets are dog shit. Like, this why. But we yeah. would. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, I mean, that that's where that, that comes from. There's definitely, I mean, a big chunk of Chamber 4 was finding bad shit and yelling about it because there's, mm-hmm. I think that's a different maybe conversation, but it's it's all part of like, what's the point of, what's the point of reviewing, right? It's, it's mm. almost as much about the reviewer. Yes. Maybe more so now. I, I don't know, right? Does anyone, do you guys read... This was a separate episode. We might as well just smash them together. Do you guys read reviews anymore to decide if you want to read a book or not? Yeah. I read yeah, uh, I mean, amateur reviews and Goodreads. <laughs> Goodreads? <laughs> I will go to, like, The New Yorker or The Times. And, I, I mean, I do this way more with movies and music uh, than yeah. with books. With books, I tend to trust more of, like, my intuition or word of mouth from friends. Uh, or reading lists, obviously. But even those are, you know, this is a form of criticism in its own way. So yeah, I do kind of go to those professional reviewers. I still, I mean, I I really love professional criticism. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I still am like attached to it. And, you know, it's a dream job in some ways too. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's not, it's not a bigger break necessarily. I read book reviews a lot. I think the ones that 
are less like I liked this book. The ones that are like I like this book are useless to me. Like I don't give a shit if you like the book. If you can describe what works well about it and what doesn't, mm. you know, like I find that a lot more helpful. Like not only to decide whether or not I want to read it, but also to decide, you know, I just find that a more productive form of criticism. It's like if you're, uh, you know, and and to to do the McSweeney's thing because McSweeney's used to do that thing too, where they were like, we don't, we're not doing negative reviews, blah blah blah. There's already enough negativity in the world. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break. But if you're if you like build houses and somebody's house falls down, like I want to know why. Like, why 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 did that piece of shit? get built in the first place what mistakes did they make like all that kind of stuff and i i think that is that is not just it's not just negativity i think that is a useful part of criticism is is analyzing the you know the the workings of something rather than just saying like i didn't like this like okay what didn't work like what and why and you know a more a more kind of a less emotional kind of criticism i find helpful especially when it's negative i find a negative review more helpful than a three-star like it was okay like that's way more helpful to me right yeah and that's another thing giddens says in that same interview is that a criticism is about how you articulate your response to the text not about your response to the text like yeah whether you liked it or didn't like it really is immaterial what matters more is can you explain how you came to that conclusion and like what was going on for you that led to that which is way more interesting that's that's the joy of any artistic conversation of any kind is like trying to figure out i mean it's why we talk about books in this podcast try to figure out yeah. like why do you feel sometimes that? Like, what's going on <laughs> or sex or presence too you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah how do you how do you arrive at that like what was what are you paying attention to or looking for and enjoying the both those sort of commonalities and differences too that's like one of the best parts of criticism is when you read a criticism a review from a critic you like who disagrees with you on something and you sort of sit there and try and puzzle it out. Like, well, yeah, am I right or wrong? Like, what? how do I feel about this now? Because the person I respect who I think is, you know, smart and thoughtful and their approach has a totally opposite take in this text than I do. And how is that even, you know, what does that, what does that mean about both of us? I love that part of it. It's frustrating sometimes, but that is the, mm-hmm. the most fun part. What I, what I do these days more than using reviews to find something to read is I'll like, we're in a few weeks, probably we're going to be talking about white noise, which I'm about to finish. And what I'll do when I'm done with that is probably go read some of the original reviews written about that book. Mm. So I'll finish up a book and if I'm interested, you know, if I enjoy the experience or like have questions about my understanding of what happened in it, then I'll go read some professional reviews just to see what other people think of it. Yeah. Criticism as sort of like conversation as an after the fact thing, not Mm. a consumer guide, but as a, you know, intellectual engagement. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That sounds loftier than than what I do, but yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like you're you're going, you're not reading yeah. the review to be like, should I read White Noise? You have read White Noise, independent of that thought, right. and you're going to see like, well, what others think of it, and like, how can I sharpen or sort of I don't know, like deepen my understanding of this text through reading what other how others responded to it, both positively and negatively, probably. Yeah. All right. So to just to put a pin in this episode, yeah. If a friend of yours published a book, you read it, and you don't like it. What's what's your action? Do you just do nothing? Uh, do you rate it four stars or three stars, or do you rate it five stars anyway? 
Yeah, if I don't, I mean, I don't use Goodreads really. So if I, let's say I did have an account there, I would, yeah, give it a five star rating. I would probably say like, this book is great. And then I would ignore, you know, walk away from it, never think about it again. And then if my friend later was like, hey, what did you think of the book? I would take the tenor of that conversation and see, does my friend want me to support them? Or does my friend want criticism? <laughs> like, do they want peer review or do they want, you know, a hug? Validation, and yeah. I can give you there. So if there's like, hey, do you like it? Be like, yeah, I like that. It was great. But if they're like, hey, you, they really talked about the book and I didn't like it, I'll, I'll tell them why. But I have to know that person wants that. I don't want to run into the conversation and be like, hey, your book sucked. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go kill myself now. Like, I, I want someone to like, to feel like they want something from me that I can give them and I'm okay. Uh, it's not lying, but I'm okay with just saying like, yeah, it's fine. I guess it is lying. I'm okay with that version of a lie when it's helping my friend feel better about themselves. Hmm. I would give five stars, but I don't think that guy's an asshole for giving four. <laughs> yeah. I would say the same five stars. I would give it five stars and probably not include any text. If that's a, if that's a thing that you can even do. Yeah. Yeah. Nico yeah, I, probably, I, I mean, I have, I already, I do. That's what I do. <laughs> if I read somebody's <laughs> book that I know, so. I give it five stars. <laughs> and if it's a lie, I probably don't include a new text. And I just like do yeah. five stars. You know, just, if you would just, just come out as the guy that wrote the four stars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirty delete from Nico. And the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But if I didn't, I think if I really didn't like it, I would. Just do nothing and just not not mention it. Not engage at all. Sight's yeah. down right now. I'll fill it in later. Yeah. Yeah. I got no bars. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> You're going through a Goodreads tunnel. <laughs> I, I kind of can't imagine being the, the author. And unless, unless you had specifically given your book to somebody, which, I mean, that's a crapshoot in and of itself. It's kind of like, do you, do you ever have like a group chat where everybody's like wishing somebody happy birthday? And you're like, all right, fuck, do I have to do this too? God damn it. And and I just stopped. I've just stopped saying happy birthday because like cuz when I'm thinking about it, like when it's my birthday, I'm not sitting there with a checklist of everybody in the group chat like making sure that everybody wished me happy birthday, there, there, you know? It's like very much people who do do that. Sure, but I mean like I don't they suck I, though. Who gives a fuck about those people? Uh, but like if you're an author too and like you don't specifically like are you going to go into Goodreads and make sure that all of your friends on Goodreads give you five stars like I don't think so I think you just if you just don't do anything they're not going to notice most of the time yeah yeah I think a they will notice a four star review <laughs> right right another question to ask or maybe not a larger just another question to ask here is like if you're the writer to have a little bit more security in your opinion of your work and yourself to not go to friends and be like, Hey, can you please give me a five star rating? I need this. Like yeah. to just sort of like trust whatever happens, happens. And I don't know, like that kind oh. of like hustle of, or, or, or call it for what it is. Right. And say, would love to have your opinion, but also I would, I'm yeah. sending this to you because I want the number on, on, on good. Right. Rates. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's totally separate. Yeah. Too. You can just be like, this is yeah. just for marketing. Like just fucking click this button the same as like just you know hey just follow my new twitter page i don't care mute it whatever i just need like you know followers yeah right. i need the i need the followers. number here bud yeah yeah so unrelated but how many stars would you guys give my uh, sponsor a joke at the beginning of this episode about uh, armando sweat palace would you give it five stars or, or less well, than that do you because i really do you want a pat on, on the back or do you want our real opinions <laughs> i want both 
Okay. Five I stars. Want a violent reach around. Thank you. <laughs> and also two stars. Too long, didn't read. <laughs> Did you say violent reach around? I was going to go ahead and say cut that part out where I said violent reach around. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listeners, let us know your thoughts on these sort of ethics of criticism. You know, where do you fall into this category? Do you rate reviews friends' books on sites? And if so, how do you feel about that? Is it tricky? Just talk to us. We are available through email at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com and also through Patreon, patreon.com slash yakbabies, where we have our bonus podcast. You can get there for a dollar. One dollar a month, so we're asking to get access to all that stuff there. And that includes you know, being able to post messages on our page. And for your dollar, you get... Oh, so much fun stuff. Uh, there's a recently completed, well, almost completed, not totally completed, sub-series uh, 101 Pickle Jokes Ranked, where we went through Bob Vlasic's Pickle Joke book and ranked the jokes and mostly got really mad uh, and really drunk, too. There's also monster drafts from Halloween's of yore. There's Brodero Conversations, and there's man, all kinds of fun stuff there. Check it out and have some fun there. You can also go to... Uh, tinyurl.com slash jackbabies where we have our merch store. There's shirts and mugs and posters that Brick has designed and they're all really funny and good. And so it's a refresh coming. Yeah, we're going to work on some new merch uh, with some new ideas. So check those out. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.